0: Hello and welcome to the Thursday show on the Frontline
1: Gaming Network. My name is Paul Murphy and I'm joined this evening by Adam Camilleri. Yeah, man, happy to be here. Another wonderful Thursday show. Unfortunately, we are just a duo today. The wonderful pajama pants had some daddy duties to do. Uh, The beautiful baby daughter was a bit unruly this evening.
0: We certainly understand that, and thanks
1: for people tuning in. And we got
0: a, fo- a couple of folks watching now. If you're listening to this later, thanks for listening to us later. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Leave us some five star reviews. It's one of the cool ways you can actually like show support for the show, and other people may even find us and come listen to us and join in the chat and that kind of stuff. This is your weekly tournament hype show. We're going to be talking about two events, at least two events happening over the weekend. Later on this episode, we're going to dive deep into some uh, Fuego Rapido topics. If you if you know what you're talking about, if you know, you know. If not, hang out. Well, will certainly let you know but until then let's talk about the events we're going to talk about
1: we're going to talk about a hammer wrath grand tournament and the adelaide 40k gt down there in your neck of the woods adam yeah man finally some people have been allowed out uh down south in australia and in south australia they've got a 54 player gt sorry 53 player gt in lovely adelaide um south australia so yeah really looking forward to covering that one giving some love to my my home country feels pretty good in these times
0: oh i can't wait to talk because look, look i will say that
1: the the Australian meta it's kind of its own thing isn't it well yeah like for the longest time especially when um i suppose you would have been through like you know really had a finger on the pulse throughout all of this time but this last kind of four or five years six years of the game the game's really exploded all the borders have come down all the communities are starting to interact and really starting to get coverage from all the different corners of the game and australia's always had this kind of wonky perspective that things don't quite go the way people think they're going to go down here like we have Top top table players who like you know see, who just go on like a nine month unbeaten streak with a, with a list that no one else can seem to make work. Like uh, we had the. Gaunt carpet that went undefeated. Yeah, for but say sometimes
0: ago. seems like you know this seems like a horde type style of things. Yeah. and and, and uh, let me say that's just one example. Like, we'll, to, and we'll get we'll get there. I, I know we mm-hmm. I'm jumped ahead. I jumped. Uh, we'll we'll talk about Pasadena, California here in just a second. Uh, but I've just always kind of been impressed of of where things seem to be going with Australia, and I kind of wonder like if you were to take those players and put them in another area. You know would they take the same list or is that just its own brew cauldron down there
1: uh isn't. is it it isn't like so i think we've shown um one of the big things that happened in 2019 was that australia really i think we just we put put our foot on you know the world stage and said hey we are, are not a joke of a community and you know we went to the wtc and came fourth, played off played off for the win in the last round and that was really our kind of our coming out story our deb <laughs> so to speak. Oh, believe me, uh, no.
0: This is no slight. I just, I mean, because you have to play, you know, with whatever you have to beat the guy across from your table, and, and exactly those are right. also exactly other right. Australians. But when I look mm. at the list, I'm like, wow, like this these are these are just interesting and, and novel. I mean, I don't know if we'll, we'll get there,
1: you know, with the tournament we're going to talk about, but just an example of things. Well, see, one of the beautiful things about our game, one of the things that makes us very unique, especially when we talk about comparing us to say chess, comparing us, uh, you know, our community to say basketball, golf, whatever. Yeah, every single player plays with the same rules they have the same rules they have the uh, they have the availability to go out and buy the same models you know sometimes that actually may change you know you can't go and grab a bee snagger box in some places so to speak but when you boil it down you know some not all athletes are made the same some are taller some are shorter some are you know stronger faster some jump higher so to speak but when it gets to 40k we all have the same rule book we all have the same models we all have the same tape measures and dyes and all those things and so everyone starts from the same place and then you have your own acumen and tactics to take into the game it's one of the beautiful things about what we do and i find that that's really it's a really unique thing that so when we do see these like these cross-world communities that collide they're essentially we're all operating on the same metrics so it all kind of works dude
0: i'm looking forward to see what we get to but let's talk about the hammer of wrath grand tournament uh, which is a 54 player grand tournament from pasadena california uh so we we don't have list but we can look at the factions. And I'm, I'm curious to see if the factions have changed to accommodate well, you know, the Grey Knights and Thousand Suns that we we know that are gonna be out there.
1: Apologies, Paul. I can't I forgot I left that line in. They do have live lists. We do have a couple got, of lists. We do lists have live lists. There. Apologies. I just um, read what's
0: on a, the teleprompter.
1: I don't know what to best do with in, my hands. TPM, best in the business. Yeah. Um, quick and dirty stats with this one. Uh, so 54 players, lovely Pasadena. Um two at Two admic, four Drakari, four sisters, zero orcs, that is a donut for the orcs, five Grey Knights, two T Sons, two Nids, two Custodes or Crustodes, uh, two necroids, three mixed chaos, three Tau, four Death Guard, one guard, zero knights again. This kind of like the second week running. We've seen a couple of donuts for the knights as well, and then eleven total marines, which actually is it's coming out around about, you know, ten percent um, or oh, sorry, twenty-ish uh, percent of the meta being Marines, that and that's comprised uh, three Dark Angels, one Space Wolves, two Blood Angels, one Salamanders, two Death Watch, one White Scars.
0: Dustin, I want to bring you into the show. You just joined us, jumped in the video, man. Good
1: to see you.
2: Yeah, thanks for coming on again, guys. I heard you needed a third person, so I figured I'd jump in and invade the uh, the stream here. I missed you check
1: guys. It, so. Check out this legend. Like literally, we <laughs> made so. Uh, PJ left at the last minute not saying he left at the last minute hoping that his daughter would settle and he could do the show uh, but then like literally we put out the, the Dustin call we put the, the head you know the the bat what's it it's the it's the bald signal we, we, we all know it is <laughs> it's dude it's a bald head with a jane steeler claw <laughs> i'm making
0: that i love that i love it <laughs> well look at let's jump back into the list so we see i think this is expected but we see the same percentage of jacari and sisters a little bit lighter on the ad mech let's
1: look at that five gray knight count there five gray knights well see so this is an interesting thing that we're seeing like technically orcs the orc codex got released before either of these t suns or gray knights codexes but yet this great orcs aren't being allowed to play at this i'm assuming because well
0: or well, no there. orcs orange i mean the codexes are in a little bit short supply not every orc player mm-hmm. has them right you had to have the beast codex you had to have time to get your There might be a little hobby lag going on with, with some of that series, because yeah, what sure. you what you want to take is is mm-hmm. is not necessarily Easier or available to everyone, but the Grey Knights, those Grey Knight players will be able to. If they were a player, they were able to take their collection. I've said this many times, but I, I mm. believe it. If you had three or four Dread Knights, you had twenty or thirty Strike squads,
1: you could yep. be playing Ninth Edition live today, and you could be playing, you know, possibly the best of the first the first press um list we're going to break down one of these grey knight lists as well when we get to it but uh one of the interesting things there the grey knights you have five five lists in representation more than admix more than Jakari, more than seuss is this going to be grey knight's time to smash a podium straight out of the blocks i'm really excited because they got they I, I i think that's an overrepresentation. um people love Grey of... Nights, and oh, the, they and do. right now powerful. They're sleek. They're
0: powerful. Mm-hmm. They they are great for your endurance because they're still, a, they're a Marine-based army, so a fairly low model count, but yet high on the lethality and power. So if we're going into a multi-round tournament, uh, you know, a, a five-plus round tournament, I think if you can master Grey Knights and make them work, figure out the list of things, you are primed for success because you're playing, you have an edge in the endurance game. Yeah, absolutely like you were saying,
2: Paul, like the, they actually already have so many models because there's no hobby leg like, with Grey Knights. If you own Grey Knights, you own all the Grey Knights you need
1: for when new codex <laughs> comes out. Like you're good to go. Plus, you're good crow. To go. Yeah, Plus you crow. You, of new course. Crow. Yeah. Yeah. New crow. Because yeah, like literally, literally most of the Grey Knight lists I've been I've been hearing people talk about starts off with like a one Nemesis Dread Knight and Andrago, and you know what? Every single Grey Knight player has. Yeah, they have at least, least one. one to at, least, and, at least one. Yeah. <laughs> See, so, yeah, I'd say eight.
0: grandmaster three regular Knights, and then Oof. you know a bunch of strikes and maybe even a rhino or two to play that me- that mirror. You want to be able to eat people's smites smith- or I mean, look, bro, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself here because I definitely want to talk about what this I think is going to have an impact on the the scene because of what we've seen with people taking certain things to go up and trade with objectives uh and and these gray knights can go up there get her just get some play some line of sight advantage pick off all those five man units that people are using to do uh, do actions get on objectives it, it could be a gray night weekend
1: well so you're absolutely spot on there brother so a lot of people have been talking about things like uh you know blade guard things like vanguard veterans and of course i'm comparing gray knights to marines because that's the the closest comparison we probably have but where gray knights differentiate themselves uh, is that a lot of um a lot of marine armies have gone into um, high quality single purpose units um, as in you won't get a lot of dynamics your vanguard veterans yeah they ain't got a gun they'll throw a crack grenade if they're, if they're close enough but they ain't they ain't contributing any other way except for the except for the fight phase um, contempt of dreadnoughts it doesn't have a fist in a gun it's got two guns it sits at the back and shoots you have got these multi so these single purpose high value units grey knights don't do that they do they pinch hit in the psychic phase they slap you around in the shooting phase and now oh my god they absolutely butcher you in the fight phase and I think they're very well poised to do a lot of work here. You think about like you know what a um one unit of five strikes used to be able to do, yeah? It would come down, and you know what you would do? You would scramble with it, and then it would die. But now that unit starts You're trying on the to get board. first
0: the fray with a couple of yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: damage and you get lucky you know maybe they get to do something but now they come down and you know what you pick up you, you pick up five kabbalat warriors you charge in and five strikes kill a raider for you and on top of that you, you dealt a smite or two somewhere on the way through like there's a lot of influence they can exert on the game i think they're really well poised
0: do you do you think i know you mentioned drago what do you think he brings so actually let's talk about a list i don't I don't, maybe I don't want to speculate but uh is uh, let's talk about a list or two uh from this weekend
1: yeah, absolutely right. So, the first one we are we're talking about Grey Knights, so let's talk about the list we've pulled out. This is Aurelio Carrera. Uh, Carrera, Carrera. Um, he's, he's playing, I, I love this because uh, remember what I loved about some of the, the ad make lists when they came out? It was, a, it was a sleek, well put together single battalion detachment list. That's it. And yep. This one starts off. Conserve is, those CPs, especially when you got mm-hmm. quality strats. Well, that's another thing we can talk about. Especially, after just serve the Dustin afterwards for his hot takes, but I feel like Grey Knight. Grey Knights have one of the best suites of a stratagems we've seen in quite a while, since maybe um, Admech. Um, starts off with the Brotherhood Librarian, then he's got the Nemesis. uh nemesis this is the one with all the jank that can beam off the board if you if you blink at it too hard uh then he's got drago one two three four five units of strikes so not min hate not min troops which was the name of the game don't over invest in what was attacking unit before and he's got five units of strikes uh, all with four swords i believe and uh we'll unpack that in a little in a minute then he's got a unit of servitors one two units of five uh interceptors and one two three nemesis dread knights each one with a teleporter gatling silencer a side cannon and a great sword i love it. i God. think we're
0: gonna see this template uh this whatever whatever is a thousand points plus a points of of the the dread knights and the strikes uh mm. and that's and then once you have that core and put your own flavor in things
1: and i think you're gonna you're gonna just with that core get yourself three wins in a weekend Spot on, Dustin. What do you make of this list? And uh, is it something you're scared of? Because uh, to, to my mind, I think about myself as a Nid or a GSC player. I'm like, this thing is a nightmare.
2: Funny enough, I've actually been playing a lot of Great Knights because I was afraid of them to begin with too. And they have so many tricks. Now, obviously, when I started playing them, a lot of the guys haven't really had too much experience with the new uh, codex yet, so they haven't thinked out all all the kinks yet. I've I've, I've faced, I think it was seven or sorry six uh Dread knights before i've faced mm-hmm. complete strike squad spam both of them have a lot of play i, I feel like there is a sweet spot with the dreadnights i i wonder what it actually will be I, I, four, four. nights I He's think it's four. four. Yeah, <laughs> it four. I, I, I could tell you right now, I fought six of them. That was too many uh, somewhere between yeah. three and they were, four. Like, they were, they were like <laughs> running into each other, trying to get to me to just it was it was a, it was a mess. But it's, it's the strike squads that are actually the scariest thing to a lot of people. They should be. Those are the things that are going to get you the points. They're going to actually do a lot of damage. You don't expect with some of those strats. Like, I don't know if some people understand some of the things these these little 110 point squads mm. with 10 wounds
1: are capable of like they're strong. Well, Their they went, I think when we look back at the, the tailors of ninth edition, we will look at things like the strike squad and the interceptor squad for things that went from legitimate, this, this unit is a joke to my God, this is a mainstay. I need to be scared of this. I need to account for this. And I think it's off the back of their melee output now. Yeah. I mean, of course the the second wound hurts, but Paul, their, their melee now is absolutely fearsome, isn't
0: it? Oh, it really is. And I can tell you from experience back in the day when I played Grey Knights is that I had a, a an interceptor squad almost done since fifth edition
1: (laughs) Dude, that's like what that's like 16 years man yeah almost finished you know since uh and now and now it's time to get them finished that is yeah now is the time um but yeah look i think this is a really well constructed list i look i don't i don't think this is what is going to be end up being the um I don't think this is the solved Codex list. I no, think it it's way got out the core, away. though. I think that it that's does the have core. the core, and yeah. then right. Right.
0: that is a core in the sense of uh, if you if you have these these units, these linchpins in your army, then you really can start to build out and take some things that are appropriate you're going to face i think that every tournament general has to go into it thinking what am i going to face what are the tools i Mm. need to make make it through the gauntlet from round one to round five plus or whatever uh and then once you have those elements the strikes that we mentioned the the somewhere between three to four dread knights then you get to to that's when your science can come in that's when Mm. uh to separate the the good gray knight generals from the great gray knight generals i think yeah, it's actually That's funny what, you
2: mentioned the science of it too, because I feel like a lot of people are going to go into great night matchup thinking, all right, I'm ready to fight Marines. I've been fighting Marines since, you know, God, since forever. This is not the same. Like, just those uh, Nemesis Dread Knights will ruin your day if you're just ready to fight Marines.
0: <laughs> They're awesome. Yeah, also- They're a great hobbyist army too. Uh, I just want to mention the fact that with the the Dread Knights, you don't necessarily have to glue on the weapons. I mean, they really sit right on that housing with a little bit, just a little bit of, heck, blue tack is invisible under it. You can magnetize Mm -hmm. if you want. You have the ability to really uh, switch out. You can go get the nine iron, the three wood, whatever you need for what you think uh, with, you know, with your collection. I think that's going to attract a lot of people and get some of the Grand Night players out to these events that, that may have been hesitant before.
1: Yeah. i want to i want to bring us back to the stats a little bit here so we're seeing the usual disparity usually we're seeing admech sitting like you know for every for every six Drakari we're seeing like three to four admech and it's sits about parity here we've got two admech for Drakari, but sisters are now in parity with Drakari. four sisters for Drakari. um and uh things like necrons i start and death guard i think are on the decline am, am i crazy to say there's still four gra- death guard here that is still all four that is like nine eight nine percent of the mm, field but is Death Guard. Two necrons is vastly reduced from uh, recent times. We we had events here. Where we was we was there was eleven. There was twelve necrons in a field of like seventy people, and now we're seeing two fifty-four. I feel like. They are in need of, of a lifeline. They're in need of someone to throw the the buoy out to them because I think they're drowning a little bit in some of these newer lists. Um and also the zero nights. Uh, this is the second week running, on possibly even the third week. I, I think, Paul, that you and I we've we've called one of these events and they've had z- an absolute donut for the big robots. Um Dustin, have you got any insights into that? Do you think there's anything in particular in the meta keeping the big boys down? You mean
2: the nights specifically or like night's chaos
1: there's zero knights, no zero like knights. no renegade, no imperial. To there be could honest, be like one knight in a list here or there that we haven't seen, like in some of the mixed imperiums that I didn't have a chance to check in all of them, honestly. <laughs> but zero prime, zero primary or mono of either of those.
2: See, it's funny because I think it's actually a double edged sword in the fact that there are no knights, so people are bringing things they don't need to de- be ready to deal with knights. But if there were knights. Suddenly, knights would be bad again because people would be ready to fight the knights. Well, they're yeah. like, oh, I got these six <laughs>
0: eradicators that I just took coincidentally. Yeah, exactly. Just
2: coincidentally, these, these things just wreck your entire army themselves. Uh, a lot of the thing with the knights, I think a lot of people are afraid of the terrain with knights because they're afraid they won't be able to move stuff, they won't be able to see stuff. And that's the major drawback to people when they are thinking of taking knights. Every single person, because I know not a lot of knight players, mm. every single one of them, whenever they're about to go to a tournament, they say, okay, what's the terrain going to be like? Because I want to bring knights and I want to know if I can
0: like, to be, able to, move across the, like to be able to move across the board and honestly yeah
2: the, the best terrain
1: for them is the proposed gw terrain yeah it is it really is isn't it 100 is it's got a, it's it's short but it's got a big sphere of influence so it's not mm-hmm. bad for the opponent but it allows enough space that the knights always can get around to get in, yeah, get in exactly and, and
2: even hiding in it is not going to save you because the knights can move forward enough touch the outside of that terrain and be able to see over top of most of the terrain that's mm-hmm. going to be there so it gives them a lot more viability and that's I think people will bring some Knights when they, they know that's the kind of table they're going to have. Yeah. Terrain is a big thing for them. Terrain's the major thing for Knights.
0: Let me talk about Necrons for a second. The Necrons, one of their like bread and butter, their meats of their, uh, I guess, durability on the tables, they can hang on with two or three models uh, that, that didn't die in the shooting phase, aren't able to get caught in, in the, the, you know, the close combat phase, and then started to reanimate and that kind of stuff. And now with the the Grey Knights and the Thousand Suns being able to compete in all three phases of the game and, yeah. and really peel off those wounds, I think they're going to even further struggle. And I don't mm. know that that's what these Necron generals were anticipating with this particular field, but I think that's going to be a problem for them to overcome as we move deeper into
1: this season. Well, you're absolutely right. Um, the, the, the number of... Uh... Phases people are being expected or demanded to play into by this meta um, is expanding uh, exponentially, especially now with the inclusion of um, orcs, GKs, T Suns, because um, orcs, you know, they only play they play a you know half decent shooting phase if you put a lot of points into it, but they play a really dynamic movement phase and an explosive melee phase exactly the same as sisters to a different degree sisters have some very good surgical tools things like dominions things like retributors um, and admech you know admech is the one that plays every phase with the exception to the psyche phase of course now it, it is it is very hard isn't it it's very hard to look back and just be like if i can't play at least two of these phases extremely well can i hang and i think that's this issue necrons are coming up with their shooting is too short-ranged um, and then they don't play the msu game they don't play the movement game the dynamic game as much. They can, you know, ex- relentless expansions can, you know, clog that gap a little bit, but can only do so much when you're wielding, you know, especially when, this is one that bothers me, you spend like almost a quarter of your points buying prerequisite tax level HQ choices. The HQs just need to go down in, in points, man. They're too expensive for what they do. But, um, we have one more list we're going to review from this one. This one was pulled out by Alan, so we're probably not going to do this one justice. He's probably sitting there juggling juggling can. his baby, just shaking his head like, oh, they butchered that. But this one is by Christopher Powell. And uh, this is a triple detachment chaos uh, menagerie, I'll call it. It starts off with a patrol detachment of Iron Warriors. It's got a Lord Disco. He's got a Master of Possession in there as well. And then he's got a unit Occultist. That's it. Then it's two Decimators uh, with the Soulburner Peptards. Um, then he's got another patrol. This one is of Empress Children, Dark Apostle, with a Sorcerer in addition. One unit. Twenty man unit of noise marines, as far as I can tell. I can. T- oh, did, did Alan pull this out? No, of course he did. Um, <laughs> he's got a he's got a chaos contemptor with the the cyclone missiles and the two the two Colv- uh, volcar And lastly, he has a third detachment as so patrol of demons. It is slanesh aligned. It starts off with Belacor, one unit of demonets, and two units of furies. Belacor pulling
0: no punches in this list. I like that. I like, he commits to several things, but I do I can't appreciate this. I like he's got the uh, a little bit of a callback to several you know about a year and a half two years ago with the decimators and you've still got the Volkites, and you've got Bellacor and you've got all these noise marines i think it really creates some
1: degree of target confusion for almost every list that you come up against especially when like you have very little incentives as long as Bellacor is like more than 18 inches away you have got very few reasons to want to shoot that guy compared to wanting to pick up decimators wanting to pick up um 20 noise marines like you know Nobody can allow that unit to survive intact. If you want to talk about a unit that will just go in and pick up forty Skitari models in a turn or more, like you know, that's the unit. They can move. You know, the
0: thing they can really hug the terrain. The thing about an infantry model is it, it. An infantry model in this game basically has all the advantages. Everything that benefits something in this game typically affects infantry and. The noise marines have have that keyword, plus these amazing guns, plus these rules, plus stratums you can stack on them, and they're almost like your only conduit, your only funnel for all your command points. You can burn, uh, you can invest in these noise marines, and if you get the right advantage, you come out from you, know, you come out through through a building or
1: whatever, through some obscuring terrain, and just lay waste. Well, dude, uh, uh, spot on. And the thing is, a lot of people don't remember that Empress children have a redeploy stra- have a redeploy stratagem. And so those guys are going to deploy where you have no chance of interacting with them. And then if he goes first, well, woe behold you if you're out in the open and a bit be cocky, because he's going to be right on the line with those guys. They're going to move up, maybe warp time, and then are just going to blitz your entire front line. And um, what that does is what I love. It it just when you're playing into an MSU meta, noise marines just feel really good. They feel really good for when they double shoot because they can just pick up so many little five mans. Every essentially every like one of your little five mans. Oh, I'm just gonna go up, touch this midboard objective. Yep. It's just gonna be gone. They're just gonna get picked up. Um, especially I mean, if they, they need to pop to the two damage for things like uh, you know service raiders, things like um uh, Sakaran uh, chassis as well. I think they're phenomenal.
0: Let me say what's mm-hmm. up to some folks in the chat. Uh really thanks for checking in. Uh Quinn, uh Aloysius, what's up, Crypt Shadow? Uh I'm sure I'm missing some, but but thanks a lot for checking in, in the chat and thanks to keep the comments coming. Really appreciate it.
1: Fit. And and thank you so much for joining us because I do like the techies built in here too. So he's got the Dark Apostle and the Sorcerer, who are gonna, you know, play double duty, you know, either buffing up the Noise Marines or the Contemptors. And he's also but he's also got the the um the Master of Possession in there with Cursed Earth to give the decimators the four the plus invol in addition to probably oh. the, the Lord Disco as well. So I was got gonna Master... ask,
0: like, what's yeah. the maximization of that with with that small I mean, granted, you can create like a little little castle essentially where if if you're you know find yourself having to move up, I guess,
1: in a in a defensive position, not having everybody spread out and do their own thing. Well, exactly right. I do. I really like. So in the, when you look at this, when you look at this, um, this army in my mind, I'd be like, I can get aggressive into this. I can push into onto this. It's all. It's all pretty much shooting. And um, the noise Marines don't have any random combat. Realistically, they can play some CP to get to get it on sixes or whatever. Um, but that's where the that's where the Lord Disco comes in. He just plays linebacker for that for that whole army he just runs up and down the line wherever he needs to be oh cool you put some blade guard into me bang lord disco goes in there oh you put such and such into me bang this takes care of it i really like the addition of the lord disco in there because i feel like it adds that deterrent to just wanting to shoot repenture in, shoot units in and just try and trade up every time
0: i've um, been asked a lot uh like what do i think about vehicles in this edition like are vehicles va- valid are they you know can you can you and one one of the things that I think about is when things are like coincidentally a vehicle, like a Knight is a vehicle. The mm. the Iron Iron Striders are vehicles or whatever. You know what
1: Lord of Gordon kills vehicles. vehicles. Really well. uh, yeah. and you know what else was the other one? He's going to be doing that. Bellicor, <laughs> so you got you got you got a Lord Disco and a Bellicor just patrolling up and down your line, being like, you know what, you really don't want to come here. Look, I'm not going to shoot Bellicor into you on the assumption that you don't shoot stuff into me, and we're just going to have a happy little little no man's land in the middle. Of these noise Marines are going to dominate. I like the list. I think it's good. Does yeah, it have what it takes? List. I love it. Yeah, what does it have? Does it have what it takes
0: to get the objectives? Does, can can it trade into things, or is this one of those lists that can people can always trade trade up into because of the point values? Look.
2: see I I want to go on record saying I love noise Marines I think they're an awesome unit they do so much damage and they're very necessary in the current meta being one wound and the amount of points they actually are Mm -hmm. it is so hard to get that value that's why you'll see them a lot of the time being in like a 10 or I think 12 man because they can go into dreadclaw so yeah. then they can pop down. So and you get guarantee one round so you, of, Exactly. So you yeah. guarantee it. When they're 20 men, they will delete something for sure. But you'll have a bit more trouble getting to the target you want to get to. That's why yeah. I... Like the 20 men is awesome. And it will delete everything it can. But the thing is, I think a 10
1: to 12 man can still do that. Well, so, so this, is where, this, this is where me and Alan diverge because Alan just looks at the offensive output and I'm just like, "Ho, oh, everything I need, baby." And I look at them def- defensively. And I'm like, "Yeah, that's That's where lot. my
2: mind goes too. You and I are on the same wavelength there. <laughs> well, but
0: well, let's um, think about it. So, what is more, win? Right? This, like you just mentioned, like. The, could you get by with fewer of them, and at what point are you in the more win category? Like you've doubled down on your gimmick, and you already have mm-hmm. enough to do everything that you planned. And so, how many are if if there are? Do you believe there are any points that are then wasted, or, or could you divert those shots into different different places? And it's worth keeping them together so they're the mm-hmm. big, they're the they're the the conduit for the stratagems
1: well exactly right they're they're there to be the strat dump to be the buff unit Mm -hmm. to be the pseudo death star isn't it because they're that's where apart from cursed earth every other buff is going to go on this guys every cp is going to be spent on these guys and everything else is going to just go into making them work i'm assuming there's something Bellicor can do from as well they're not disciples of Bellicor, so i don't think he can make them untargetable which is what i thought initially i thought he's going to have uh two decimators and a and and um two decimators uh bellicor and um his contempt walking in front of 20 untargetable noise marines and you got to shoot through all through these four plus invoan you know high toughness vehicles in order to get to this stuff and i thought that was really clever that'd be really cool but it's not it's a it's a triple detachment that would that would not be okay that would not. Well, <laughs> would not be, be okay. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, he's <laughs> got He's got. He's got to go through a lot of hoops to make that work, especially with the, the marks yeah. and stuff to to try and get that thing. So maybe this is a second. Maybe this is a second version. This isn't. This is. He needs a third or fourth version to get where I thought. Because if you can do that, and if you're good enough to make that work, holy crap, that's a lot of power. The my problem with that twenty man noise ring unit, it's like one unit of repenture away. That can charge from without getting overwatched from just being deleted. Yeah, like one unit Aatrox just goes in, kills the whole thing, and your whole play is just non-existent. When does their yeah. rule trigger? Like, is it when the individual model is removed? Uh- well, so th- that's, that's the weird interaction with the slow die. So the the repenture model, the repenture unit would come in. They would roll all their dice and get to decide whether they want to slow roll or not their wound rolls. And that every single wound roll that goes through would result in one. But I think it's at the end of the phase, at the end of that combat. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think you're models right, that have yeah. been removed uh, get to get to activate because um, if they were able to interject. That would actually be pretty cool. That would actually be really cool. I'm just um, it's the honest well. question. I, it's been a
0: while since I've had that that had that mental exercise of mm-hmm. of seeing how that would play out.
1: If you do though, make sure you got a chess clock there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <for> that. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, would, that would
2: get that would get pretty pretty long winded at that point. I think that's the big thing too, though. With noise marines, you can you can wipe out a twenty man squad with like a couple Repencia. Yeah. But at the same time, four hundred and twenty points of noise marines, can they actually make back their points with just one round of shooting? A, I think it actually takes two t- so- two turns a lot of the time.
1: This this will be a good so we start we're going to start putting in discussion points into our show now guys we're going to cover the two largest or the most influential or stacked events depending on how we how their metrics water down we're going to cover two of those events for the weekend and then we're going to talk about a meta relevant topic for five or ten minutes following both of those and uh, that's a good one for it um do we still need to allocate Uh, a unit's value to it getting its points back because I think that those metrics are starting to change for Ninth edition. I'm going to put this on the back burner, but I just want to point out now um, things like, you know, a single Urgle that can go out and get you 10 points in the primary. You know, it's never going to get points back, but <laughs> 10 points on the scoreboard, I think is worth, you know, 200 points on the table. Like, yeah, point unit. At so, some point, yeah. you got to
2: put the points to the, to the actual game points. To too. close out yeah. that
0: last last thing, it's the music of the apocalypse is do not remove the destroyed model yet. After the attacking mm-hmm. unit has finished making all its attacks, the destroyed model
1: can shoot with one of its ranged weapons as if it were your shooting phase nice yep so it was how we thought but yeah yeah even then they'll still get to trade to whatever unit goes into them but the issue is like they're only t- it's 20 models for a quarter of your army in 20 wounds you know it's its a bit rough uh we're gonna move on to our second event now this is the adelaide gt this is down in the beautiful kind of australia at the moment this is it's our beautiful south australia though um it's uh, the quick and dirty stats here 53 player gt adelaide south australia of course um three admic. Five Drakari, two orcs, two sisters, two grey knights, two T-sons. That's very homogenous. Um, zero tyranids of any stripe. None. I mean uh, a single tear comes down Dustin's dust cheek. <laughs> three uh crustodes, six necrobuns, <laughs> six chaos, <laughs> that being two demons, three chaos space marines, and one mixed, six death guard, zero imperial yes. guard, zero astramilitarum. Zero. One night player, one imperial night player. Oh, there he is. Yeah, there's the guy. There's our hero for the week. Two mixed (laughs) Eldari and 11 Marines again. 11 Marines for the previous, 11 Marines for this. 54 players in the previous event, 53 players here. Essentially the same percentage of the event. Um, One Dark Angels, three Space Wolves, two White Scars, three Ultramarines, one Black Templar, one Raven Guard. Um, What do you make, gents? I've seen a lot of love for Ultramarines recently. Yeah. it's i'm finding the um unpacking of the Astarte super faction i'm calling Astadi super faction now because you know why not they got like 20 books i mean there's like, there's like there's gonna be nine books or whatever you know so that's yeah. not wrong <laughs> Um, but I find the little ebbs and flows dark. dark angels to me, to my mind are under the decline. They used to be the most prevalent one in every single one we read. It'd be I, I had dark angels be the one that read out first because nine times out of ten it was the most prevalent space marine faction at the event. But now things like the melee factions are on the rise again. We're seeing, with the exception of ultras, ultras being the I think the primary shooting mode moving forward. With iron hands possibly being second fiddle or first in a couple of months. Um, space wolves, white scars, blood angels all seem to be on the rise, guys. What do you make of it?
2: I love all the marine factions because I feel like all the marine factions have the tools to fight any meta and it's just a matter of the marine players figuring out exactly what they need to bring, what they need to t- tool into their kit to be ready to fight what the current meta is, which right now looks like it's going to be a lot of great nights. Thousands, I think Thousand Suns are going to take a lot longer because I've played a lot of them, too. They're they're such a complicated army right now. It's going to take a while for those Thousand Sun players to really, really figure out exactly what to be doing. Max Every, those ca- ca- uh, ritual points. It, I think mm. people are undervaluing that too. Like a lot of people look at it's it ah, neat. But like, no, man, those things are, they're strong, they're good. but there's so many psychic powers and so many things to keep in mind and the order of operations with a lot of the powers you want to do, it's, it takes, it's gonna take a lot for them to get in there, but. The Marines, they have the tool for everything. They have librarians. They have good shooting. They have good close combat. It's just, what do I need to bring for this current meta? They don't need to bring a lot of eradicators because there's no knights except for that one guy, you know? But uh, <laughs> having that one little eradicator unit tool just in case you come across something big is really easy to just throw in there and have it to, mm. to have that tool in there. So I'm not surprised that a lot of Marine players are still around. They should be. They're, well, they're, I think I, I can safely say they're the most popular faction in well, general, look, right?
0: Look at the rise hmm. of, of Blood Angels coming in third in uh, a major tournament. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: you Absolutely know, with, right. just,
0: with careful play or whatever, and, and Marines can be capable of that. But I want to talk about the Death Guard. The Death Guard with a surprising, um, I guess, small number of units compared to some other codexes, they really have a lot of tools in there. And I'm hmm. curious to see if their list are evolving or if they're still taking just their, you know, the same list they've been taken. Slow and steady. You know, when's the race well, finally going to pull some things out?
1: Yeah, they seem to have. They seem to be broken into two different archetypes now for for Death Guard. There seems to be the, the Terminus Est, of course, which is as soon as you write down on your list Terminus Est, your, your list then just auto-populates because you just, you know, you get what you get. <laughs> um, but then we've got the other one, which I think it's looking... It's really weird because it usually it's people are usually giving up Terminus S or deciding not to do it because they think PBCs and Blight Haulers are the way to go. And I, I don't disagree. I, I prefer to having the PBCs, especially in this meta, this MSU meta, where the no-line-of-sight yeah. shooting is just ch- cherry plum. Um I prefer having them myself. And then we're seeing them tr- this have this weird polarity between Min Max Death Shroud. Yeah, being, making up a lot of the core, like three units of three. Um, I personally, I, I prefer three units of four um, because I think they just trade a little bit better. Um, and then, you know, one one block of like 20 Poxwalkers, and then here, like a lot of little characters here, there, and everywhere. It's kind of a weird thing to wrap your head around. Of They all seem to have the Stenchvats um, uh, spawn, whatever his name is, um, Foul blight spawn as well. But uh, apart from that, there's not a huge amount of same same going on around that i see some people taking plague marines i see some people yeah. taking their 10-man brick of blight lords i see some people taking possessed to offset a bunch more Poxwalkers. it gets really interesting from there it is it is it, it is very
0: interesting to see this the mix of units that no two death guard lists seem to be the same uh and and with like see i'm on the other way like i believe that Blightlords lords are the way to go and death shroud could be a little bit of a liability i want to see some of the uh i want to see the pbcs exactly but then i want to see some flesh
1: in there. Yeah, well, so you're big on the flesh mowers. I'm actually big as well. And see, so the thing is, this is what Dustin was saying before. The more, the less nights there are, the less people want to take chickens, the less people want to take eradicators, which makes things like the flesh mower that much better because they're little. They're and they're in a really awkward way awkward place to handle for non-ultra dedicated like non last cannon multi-melter equivalents because they've got that involved and the minus one damage, you can't just like go solve that problem with auto cannons, you know, because autocannons are a nice happy medium. They're decent density shots to go into, you know, things like marines and like you know infantry still, and they pinch hit up into vehicles. But, you know, that's it's a horrible thing to shoot into a flesh mower. It does one damage, wounds on a four, and he gets a he gets a four up save. Even if they're devastated doctrine gets a five up invuln, you know? It's horrible to shoot into them and so I, I i like where they sit at the moment and the same thing could be said for the blight halls as well
2: yeah it's funny too because we were talking about all the the reason that the knights are going to be there and they started showing up people are gonna have to start bringing those big weapons but because knights aren't there that's the reason you're seeing a lot of, of uh dreadnoughts everywhere like every kind of dreadnought army with the minus one damage because they're not bringing a lot of dedicated knight killing
0: units dreadnoughts are huge yeah, value dude. in the meta right now yeah. and you it's, look at,
1: you, it's so sorry. good dreadnoughts I, so good yeah go ahead and you look at the things we're putting on dreadnoughts now. We're not. Yeah. We're not taking as many. We're not taking as many. Um, uh, redemptors with the anti, you know, anti-tank gun plasma stuff. We're taking nope. contemptors, which it's, have It's with no
0: AP, strength six. Yeah. and you just hope for those mortal wounds if you fight something well, big. You know, bro, if, even I if mean, if it's, not, it's t- t- sixteen shots coming out of those things. You don't necessarily need the AP. You're going to get way
1: to fire. It's we're taking it's too high- damage. Yeah, we're taking high-density, medium-strength, zero-rend gun as the best, like, gun yeah. in the game right now <laughs> because of the meta we exist in, because of the MSU meta, and because there's not as many tanks. You know, dude, you want to talk about how bad um, auto-cannons are into that flesh mower. You know what's even worse? Those Volkites into those flesh mowers. When you got a 5 oh, minus one no-rend, one damage, oh, might as well be shooting a Bolter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will say Volkite's still strong. Although I did, I, I don't want to sidetrack, us. we actually have an orc list to... T- with the new stuff. I think it'd be All right, fun. right, let's talk about it. An yeah, any Chaos list, any Imperial list, if you happen to own a couple of Contemptors with Volkites, you can hang.
1: Mm. Play. Play the game. Ugh. All right, so we've got, we've got two top players in attendance in Australia, of the top 20 in Australia. First one being our number, number one ranked seed, Mr. Adam Napier. He's ranked top in australia at the moment he's the to of adelaide uprising as well which has kind of become our um, end of well last year was our end of um season you know lvo equivalent over here um he's playing dracari i'm not going to cover his list because it's standard as hell it's dark techno with two times three chronos some raiders with incubi and stuff like it's pretty much what you'd expect and then next we have uh josh uh Engel, angle Engel, cool Whatever. Uh, ranked 13 in Australia. He's also playing Drakari, but this one is more of a mobile MSU one. Two units of Trueborn, unit you know, of Blood Brides, uh, three units of Incubi, all in Raiders. And so he's playing a bit more of a traditional one. Hasn't teched into the Dark Techno as much, but he's playing, you know, ticked up models. And so those are the two top players in the 10th. we are not going to cover either of them because we've done Gelanum, and none of these lists are really changing the mold just yet. Well, um, but the one we are going to talk oh, look, about first PFFD off this is the 10th list.
0: It is, if you can't beat the meta, you beat the meta. Well, and there's no shame in taking these yeah. things, right? I mean, they, they I, I perform learned. consistently. It's it's their winners and good pilots do your thing, right? But I am definitely more interested in talking about the folks that are a little bit more counter to that, trying well, to get in
1: there and mix it up and know what they have to go through and see if they get, got what it takes to do it. Dude, we're still in like the first rolling weeks of orcs being available. This is literally the first week GK and T Suns are available. I'm not going to tell you about the same stuff you've been seeing. We, ain't go- we can we can you can go back and look at the same stuff we would have said about this list, you know, two months ago, and not much has changed. But I'm here to tell you about a good a good friend of mine. His name is Ash Cross from Naracort. He, he's one of the tos for a wonderful long running event called Terracon. And he's playing T Suns and he's a T- he's pretty much a T Suns aficionado, like a faction specialist. Oh, I so he's i ready, really, primed and ready to go. I really wanted to see what he was taking for his first yeah. list, and I, I wasn't let down. Starts off with a battalion. This one is called the Duplicity, which in my mind is the is the go. Um, he's got Ironman. Um, duplicity
0: really over over time.
1: Oh, he's got time as well, brother. Uh, okay. well, <laughs> I'm just saying. You said it's the way to go. I was just curious. It's the combo you know. Duplicity times a combo. I'm calling yeah. that right now. Yeah, I think I think the core of Duplicity is good because it gives you the flex and the tech, and then time opens up the playbook for you. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll go into it a bit more. So Ironman Infernal Master. Um, he's got a T Sun's Demon Prince. With, has he got wings? I don't think he's got wings. Um, no, he does have wings. He's got a unit of 10 Rubrics uh, with Soulburners, with the Soul Reaper Cannon, sorry. And then he's got a unit of 5 Rubrics, this one with a single Soul Reaper, a unit of 20 Cultists. Cult of Duplicity comes into play. Um, a single Chaos derradeo Dread. Now, I don't think this is very good, but I know Ash loves it. This has the Boreas it's, uh, it's Air better- Defense Missiles.
0: If you're looking at one for one, it's better than a contemptor. The only thing it doesn't have going for it is the fact that it's like 50, 60 more points. Yeah, exactly right. So it is a bit, it is, it's its
1: is—it's—it's quite a bit more durable for those points. But you're yeah, right, it is, if it is you
0: can good. justify the points, if you have that gap and you're looking at
1: one way or the other, I think it's the way to go. Well, there's a strat for T-Suns that I think makes this guy absolutely premium, and we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, but yes, he has that. He's got the Air Defense Missiles and the, two, uh, the a Twin Heavy Bolter in the chest, and then, of course, the Volkite Falconet Battery. And Then he has his unit of 10 Scarab Occult Termis with uh, two Soul Reapers, and two missile racks so pretty much taken as much as you can take on that unit then he has his patrol detachment this one is cult of time it has an exalted talk another exalted talk a unit of five Rubik's with a soul reaper a unit of 10 cultists and that is it so oh, breaking let's, that let's down, do the math on what he's got for his, his uh,
0: cabal points uh here. 21 i believe yeah yeah that's astounding right uh because you spend nine you can burn nine of those to push plus two after you've made a roll on a psychic test so you need those extra mortals for a super smite?
1: Well, just get close. You're gonna have it, and you know you have got like guys like Ironman who have re-roll psychic tests, so you could you know fish for those super smites, fish for those breakpoints on some of these ones that get better. Because a lot of the I really like this about um fantasy when fantasy was a big thing. The, all your spells usually had another breakpoint. If that if you if you chose to go for another level of it, you could try and roll a higher dice. And uh, a lot of the ones um for T sons just get that. Like if you just roll better, I think it's a nine plus on one of them instead of getting sixes for mortals, it's fives um etc yep. etc. And um but I do I love this twenty one feel pretty good to me I think 18 is the minimum you want to go for I, th- I talk about 16 18 people saying is the min you want to have um, but th- people are pushing 20s I've, I've had people p- talking about 26 28 um, and I think those are pretty crazy what that yeah it's it's hard to do and it's i think it's a bit too much into a couple times you'd be right there (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) just ignore the rule of three or magnus being in your character just make three Um,
0: magnuses no don't take you can't do that don't don't do that (laughs) that.
1: (laughs) but there are some things that i really like about this i really like that he has um three units of um essentially what I'm calling the min-max rubrics, I'm sorry, two units of just five mans with a, with a Soul Reaper. I love that unit. I think it's extremely durable for the points. It does a lot of damage. It still gets a smite, and it contributes to your, um, your Kabal points as well. And of course, all these guys, all the way, everything that c- can take an Icon of Flame is, so you're getting two out of those units instead of one. And I think the Soul Reaper cannon is a phenomenally good profile weapon. That's in the this fo- five shot? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, was it strength? Is a strength six. Strength six, negative three,
2: one damage, five shots, heavy, and yeah, it's, it has a strat hmm. to double its shots against the unit of eleven or more. So it's
1: a horde clear too. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenally good. good. You talk about <laughs> that on the scarab. That scarab occult unit. He's got. A, he's got the ten man. He's got the essentially. He's got two. What I'm. What I'm going to say. He's got. Uh, two jank dump units. So he's got, his Cult of duplicity. He's got a 10-man rubric unit and he's got the 20-man cultist that he's going to be able to really manipulate and put them exactly where he needs them turn one. And then he's got his CP dumps and that being in the Scarab cult and the Derridao. Now, do you guys know about some of the strats you can slot on these guys? Of course, you just mentioned the double shoot for the Soul Reapers, which when you have two of them, when you have two of them and you've got essentially 20 shots on the double shoot, oh, yeah. they <laughs> just... They can just yeah. clear, like, a side of the board. It's just like, I see, see all that stuff over there? Don't, I don't want to see it anymore. Here's some well, CP. <laughs> those
2: those Scar- that the 10-man the Brick of Scarab occult Tournamenters can do so much. They can get plus one to Wound. It's two CP now, not one, guys. Sorry, but it is two CP. It's still plus one to Wound is worth it. Get another CP to every other, every, every Bolter, I think, or whatever their gun is called, gets another shot, and mm-hmm. they can double, double shoot with Soul Rippers if the unit's 11 or more. So they are deleting units. They are, yes. and they are scary in close combat. They're negative three, Two damage now. Like mm. they're they, they're dangerous and they're Real so durable. Bad. With they have their three wounds finally, so they're so durable too. Mm. I and mean, like you said, they're du- duplicity so they can fly around. I actually I like the the Terminator brick to be in time because you can actually manage to bring back one res- or two a res- turn. Yeah, I yeah, yep. can res them. And when you're when you're resing a forty-point model, like Marines can speak to it this. It feels it's, good. It feels good. Yeah. It feels really good. And you can still take the relic to give them like a one time redeploy without having to worry about the casting. Yep. The only thing, and I've, I've been playing some duplicity too. I've been playing against it. I've been trying it out. Duplicity is very strong, but casting on an eight, even though you're plus one, you need that seven, it's rough. So, when you actually need that redeployed to get your points or get something in the right spot and it fails, like you have to save cabal points for that duplicity thing. And I think there are a lot more important powers and other things you want to use the points on when need be, and if you can.
1: What so, I, what I like it is done here. So duplicity, the scarab being in duplicity. That means you do get to deploy them on the board and then chuck them back into yep. reserve if you're in a bad matchup and you're going yes. second. What I do like, there's a one CP strat, or is it a two CP strat to give something a rend one on its heavy weapons? Is that correct? Because I remember that people were saying about using that on the um, the Contemptors, which is what I think he's doing with this dreadnought. I think with this this Dereo. dread it's just going to be yeah yep. yeah this Dario. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's core locked though. I might have to check if that strat's core locked. But if you can use it on that Dario, man that thing just goes up a lot in efficiencies doesn't it i think that's a relic that you're thinking of that might be a relic could, could very well be it's a, it was a very deep book but anyway yeah why did you say cult of time there paul why do you think cult of time was the way to go
0: i oh, i so it seems to be there's a power in that and then bringing back the the, the... The troops, yes, essentially. The I trips. mean, that's really when you when you can uh, when you're if you're going to play the terminators, and I'm not even positive that the terminators is the way to go. I think actually, as the list evolve, we're actually going to see fewer terminators and more rubrics come in, or well, or even the um, uh, what are the the Mahler fiends that shoot the, the, forge, fiends. the, War, the yeah, forge fiends, the forge fiends. Well, the
2: forge fiends, Yeah, you know, oh, I'm right, man. Yeah,
0: hmm. I think we'll see more of that stuff instead of terminators but i think if you're going to take terminators you then just like you said just getting getting being able to to bring them back on the table it just it just you know whenever you've you've eroded some of that work for your from your opponent
1: it just like you, you just feel like you're getting yeah, spot on. Um, I'm just, I'm a big fan of this list, and this feels like a first press list. Like he's taking kind of bit of everything. He's gonna try out if ten um, rubrics are still good. He's gonna try out if twenty cultists is still sorry um thir- yeah twenty colts is still worth taking. He's gonna try out if ten scarab colts is up there. Um, what I think is gonna boil down to, I, I think people are sleeping on the fact that um t scuns can do a decent MSU. The problem is they can't do merely MSU they, uh, outside of like. Um, they don't have to. They get all yeah, their melee exactly. done in the psychic phase. I was about
0: to say they don't. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to jump. Yeah, bench. yeah, no, no. <laughs> but, dude,
1: nah. Perfect. Dude, you guys have been doing this too long with each other. It, <laughs> it's <perfect. laughs> finishing each other's sentences. Uh, um, but you, you spot on, man. But you have to, it, it, you have to play the game a different way when you take that thinking into account. And it might take, especially new T Suns players, a little bit of time to get their head around it. But like, I've I've been having people tell me how many mortal wounds they're like their T Suns list are putting out, and it's terrifying. I had a mate yeah. telling me he was putting out thirty mortal wounds like on average in a, in a in a in a turn i was just like that's ridiculous oh you know, Nergo it, Matt thanks for checking in uh as so again he says he's building a forge fiend right now nice and dude that's what i think it might turn into i th- i would i would be really happy to see like three units of chaos spawn six units of five rubrics with uh, an icon and a soul reaper in each one and then like th- uh, Three, three or four of your own combination of contemptors and forge fiends to hold down the backfield, and then hero hammer the bojangles out of that thing. I don't. I actually really like one small unit of scarab Colts. I wish you could take them in three mans like you could take Deshroud because they have that bodyguard um stratagem, and so they oh, become. Well, okay. Having, that, having one of them just anchoring the middle of your line, being that easy, like if, let's say your opponent comes in on your left flank really hard, you've got a bunch of characters there, you lose one or two, you've got like three more there, you just need to be out of you can't get anything in front of them to, to close off the shooting and they killed your screen. You move and advance them all back to the, the bodyguard screen and then you can just you don't have to make it next to them or behind them, you just have to get within three inches. So you've got the move and advance out from the Scarabs and the move and advance, and you just you just get a bit of insulation there for things when they go wrong. I feel like they're a, a get out gel free card, so to speak uh Cessla, I, I really Cess- like the scarabs i like they the love
0: man. uh the hero hammer concept sorry does it because the orcs are just gonna go over there and, and basically crump uh <laughs> those it's uh uh sorry does um, what were
2: you saying oh, I, was, I was just saying I, I actually love the 10 man brick of uh, the scarabs because of all the you can put on the damage they actually output and they're so mm-hmm. durable and that's why i actually like them in time too like i said so they can sit on objectives they're obsec that's another thing that we got to point out too oh fair so, point uh, yeah
1: that, that, that's well, also so- an
2: important thing to remember
1: <laughs> Here's a really interesting thing to 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 say, and yeah, well, this is a similar thing that I said about I've said about uh, a lot of different of these these other resource mechanics that are chucked into books, cabal points. Uh, essentially all the CP you would have used on your psychic phase, yep. you now can use the cabal points instead, which means you have a huge amount of CP left to use in your shooting phase, mm-hmm. in your fight phase in your movement phase and I think that's why I like a 10man. if you if you find yourself you're playing a game you're like, why have I got ACP left at the end of the game? Oh, I, need I, a, I love do that
0: I love the way you're thinking there that is that yeah. is exactly right that's and, and it just you just get it.
1: You just get it, they're just getting it. so why not make put some stuff in there to make use of those resources that you already have? and just to it's like really got to think about min maxing like the cabal points and the, the the homogeneity of the cabal points with your CP and making them work together rather than just saying they're two separate pools they they're the same thing if you want to think about them like well, that. We're and running out just, time I do want we are running
0: like super low on time but there there is like these are some great lists and some really cool things to, to think about and I would like to, for us to maybe come with some analysis or let people know in the chat what do you think we talk about the burn rate of things like CP and, and other resources hmm. like what is the burn rate of of uh, cabal points and how many do you actually need We're, we're thinking just more is better, but what hmm. is the actual efficient number that yeah. you should be, sh- should be shooting for because oh. once you have that nailed down you then get to play with the rest
1: of your list. Exactly mm-hmm. right. I'd be really keen to know what people think is the is the the right number. I'm thinking it's a, somewhere between eighteen and twenty, um, as 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 mine right now. But we're gonna we got one more list to talk about, and then we're gonna do, go straight we'll probably go straight into Fugo. Um, Mark Caruana is playing orcs, and we're gonna just talk about his list because we want to see what orcs are looking like right now. He's got an outrider attachment. This one it starts off with free which I think's cool as hell. Um, he has a knob on Smasher Squeak. With head whopper's kill chopper which means he is a boss in combat then he has a beast boss on squigasaw beast hide mantle so he's you know semi-unkillable when he wants to be uh unit of 10 boys is what it is he's been upgraded to truck boys unit of five commandos um, a bunch of mega tracks mega track scrap jets uh three of them in one with a double one with a single squad two single uh, rocket talk squig buggies neither with the nitro which we're going to talk about tunes of three Hod boys three uh a unit of three um, mech guns which are also uh, custom mega cannons Two it's an DACA jets. Choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot to unpack here. Two Dakajets, jets, a truck, of, of course, for his truck boys, and then he goes into a patrol of free breeders, Death Killer War Trike, another unit of truck boys, um, two units of five Storm Boys, and a WAS Bomb Blaster Jet with another truck. I'm going to say there's a lot of toys over boys being taken in this one, yeah? This is a like a
0: crowded board. Think of the profiles, like the physical physics profiles of mm. some of these models. Uh, this this guy strikes me as somebody who knows how to use that in the movement
1: phase. Well, there's a lot of stuff, man. You just I'm just reeling that down. It felt like a Jakari book, it felt like a sisters a sister's read. It just feels like you're just able to pack in so much stuff. And when I read out a list like this, I can just be like I think this list is good just because it has things. It has opportunities. It has, you know, things it can do every game. I, w- I do want to know why he hasn't got Nitro on the on the uh, Rucker Trucks, though. Has anybody got any ideas why he wouldn't go for that?
2: Yeah, I'm actually looking around to see if he like, uses it somewhere else or something, but maybe he just forgot it because I don't, there's no reason not to, well, like, aside from points, but...
0: No, I was about to say he wanted to put in that last Scrabjet or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. Gotta, his points got to come it must, from it somewhere. Must be
2: a, the points just came from somewhere, exactly. I guess he just came hey, from the last
1: one and he was like, I don't need it. I'll just, I'll just roll fives and sixes. One thing I adore here is Freebooters Jets. Put it out there mm. right now, guys. 120 points for a Freebooters Jet. You it just... Oh, it, when the the word DACA should just be in bold, underlined twice, and like three times the the, the size in font as everything else because they blitz, they put out so many shots. Um, I think I think they're really good. They make very good use of the Freebooters with the plus one to hit and stuff I like that. I love this... this... This mix of old and new. Like he's, I mean, there's, yeah. there is like a
0: Toys Over Boys, but it's like this, it's a blend of, of some traditional work stuff that we've seen in the previous edition. Uh, now we've got, we, we see some of the Beast Naga stuff, and I, and I like the hard hitting things. It's like he, he really leaned into some of the more premium stuff from the Beast Naga release or the new work release. And that's still that the free is like we're talking about free Buddhas in a competitive setting. That doesn't happen all the time. It's uh, sick. And just the, the sheer number of different guns and profiles,
1: he got tools for every occasion. Exactly right, and so he's got so many these little things like the. That's why I thought he, if you're taking free breeders, the, the nitros made a lot of sense to me because the nitro is very good picking up that first kill for you. That, mm-hmm. that okay, cool. He's got he's got you know five witches on a back objective, five cabalites on a back objective. Cool. This one swig buggy picks up those guys plus one to hit for everything else in my army. It just gets activated. It's a very good activator. Um, but those as soon as you get that plus one to hit on the Daka jets and like let's say, you know, you hit your your your, wah, your um your speed wire, whatever from your um. You know right. what's the the guy on the tripod? The guy on the oh yeah, the, all the like, like, war Wartrike? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He calls he calls. I was like, I tri- think that's a Necron <laughs> thing. What? I don't. I don't <laughs> uh, about the same stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but back to daca Jets for a second. Um, yeah. So each one of them comes with four super shooters, which are daca six slash four. So when they're not and they're sorry, and they're range thirty six. So at eighteen inch range. That's a lot of shots guys that's that's 24 shots from each one of these that's strength six minus one one damage with the plus one to hit hitting on fours it's a lot of daca and then they get the plus extra shots when you call the WA. and so and, sorry that's what i was trying to get at with the speed one they get extra shots on the daca weapons and so yeah, they just go crazy especially with the plus one to hit they just blitz all these msu units and i do love that they don't have like twin super shooters They've got four super shooters so you can go uh six shots, here, six shots here six shots here six shots here six shots here and just see what you do because you're auction. and who knows just just let let yeah you know, sometimes you just roll fives exactly right just sometimes you just roll fives or if three breeders roll fours i don't mind this list at all uh with
0: with two orcs though just as the as the faction Number they're holding it down. I think it's going to be a tough road for them, but uh, I'm I'm interested to see if if this is more like a tester list. Like I'm going to include all these weapons in here, see what really performs, mm. see what people have, and then lean tech, you know tech to whatever performs the next list that he that well, they bring. Yeah,
2: that's actually what it looks like to me. Like I, yeah. I agree with uh, with Paul on that one for sure. Because when I look at this list, there's just so many other things in here. I feel like it's almost like a test, a test run yeah. for him to see exactly yeah. what he really likes, what performs well in the tournament for him, and he's just going to lean into it, like Paul said.
1: Well, so this is a bit of a tale of Australia at the moment. Australia, we're going through a lot of rolling lockdowns at the, at the moment. And so different people have played a different different amounts of Ninth edition. This might be his first, literally first games with uh, this codex. And he's just like, well, I'm just going to take all the new stuff because I managed to get a beast Snagger box and I'm a boss and I'm awesome. And um, I'm going to get like one or two of everything else and just see what I like, see what yep. I enjoy. Yep, um, sure. And yeah, so I, I think it makes a lot of sense to me. The only really, the only the only things in here that really uh, seems like he's put in for the, the power is, um, of course, this the, the beast boss on Saw the knob on smasher squigs yeah, and yep. the two squig hog boys in the rucker trucks apart from that everything else is kind of just his own flavor his own take which i like a lot
2: yeah i actually have seen the custom mega cannons and i'm down with them i think they're actually really good in these lists because they're one of the harder hitting shooting that they actually need in uh, a lot of because the, they have so much daca that they'll clear hordes msus but they need a few things that are actually good at killing bigger things and i feel like that actually is a good way to lean into it the scrap jets are not bad at it, but he it only has the
0: two right so
1: yeah, he's got three. He's got two. a, a unit of two and a, and a Oh, unit of two and unit of three.
2: Sorry, yes. Yeah. No, I thought so- the other
0: one was a... Oh, that's, yes, right. The scrap jets. Yes. Yeah, so I was like, that's not, that's not an actual jet.
1: It's not the other. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's another,
2: it's another truck, truck thingy, like bike thingy
1: on a reinventing yeah, fly. Yeah. I remember that. Reinventing video fly awesome. Exactly. That's <laughs> right. Um, but gents, that probably brings us to the end of the review section of this. You want to jump straight into Fugo? No, we got to We got to flag over Pito. We
0: got to do this. Uh, we, we, might even go wrap it up. Look, thanks for everybody for hanging in. Uh, this is about an hour long show where we talk about the, the hype for the tournaments coming up. We diagnose some lists. I don't know if we picked winners, right? So, uh, maybe we'll do that. The, the at the very end of the show or we'll look back. Next episode we'll look back and see if well, uh, we if we kind of thought we knew we could uh,
1: uh I'm gonna pick uh, a gray Knight on the podium for our for um the fir- for the first event we we reviewed what was it called yeah uh, I'm going gray nights do,
0: there are five gray Knights. that's a that's a strong bet yep. that was that's
1: ten percent of the field,
0: ten ish percent of the field. Uh I think they and they they've got that uh uh, they have that freshness, that newness, uh, a little mm. bit that people might have to adjust for, and I think it's going to catch people out of position with those smites. And so this, it's yep. it's really the Grey Knight players' event to lose if you ask me. So that's,
1: well, that's a solid mm-hmm. pick. It's a, it's a, an injection of a brand new playstyle into this into this meta, isn't it? We haven't had to we haven't had to really account for any psychic powerhouses yet, and so this is this will be a really good pivoting point to see how people adapt. Um, if I was going to pick a winner for the Adelaide GT, I'm picking Drakari six five Drakari uh, two, of yeah. which have been played by the top players uh in the country at the moment so you can't go wrong there i'm going with that that one night list uh, we'll freeze carl i've got one like... i'm going <laughs> to unveil
0: it soon for <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, right, the chance let's go line it up let's line it. so this, this is a segment where we have two minutes to run down a topic uh we actually spend a little bit of time talking about it and then once that time is over we stop so here we go and dustin i'll lead off with you as our guest is 40k too simple now
2: Too simple. Have you seen Thousand Sons New Book, man? Like before, before that happened, I say, sure, it might have felt a little simple to a lot of people, but there's actually so many intricacies, so many little things to each army that only faction experts will actually figure out. And actually, even the secondaries of the game, like when, I'm, before I go to a tournament, every single thing I do, whenever I make a list, I will go through every single mission, every single map, and I will see what secondaries can I take if I can't take anything based on my opponent. And yep. that's a lot of intricacy. I don't think it's simple. It's not too simple at all. They tried to simplify it. And I feel like they went away from that, whether it was a Whether it's incidental or on purpose or not, it just happened.
1: I actually love where it is right now, though.
0: Yeah, say Adam, what do you
1: think? Um,. I find playing playing the mission, playing the game when I get to the table to be quite straightforward, quite uh, simple, and a little bit too simple for my tastes um, compared to what I used to love about sixth and seventh edition. I, th- I found like um, writing lists, ex- end of seventh, you know, not, not taken into account, but especially fifth edition, sixth edition, seventh, writing lists was relatively simple and playing the game was where the complexity was. And I feel like that's been flipped on its head. Um, understanding, comprehending, and getting. Uh, Armies to, and factions to work at their top level is where I find all the complexity is. Like, you talk about how complex Admech is, how complex and how deep, especially things like T suns I feel like T suns is probably the best example, as Dutton said. There, there's going to be some real analysis paralysis, some real issues trying to figure out what the linear way to victory is for those li- lists. I, f- I don't know if that's better. I don't, to my mind, it's not better than it was. I, I like my complexity to be on the table when I rock up and to get my, you know, my brain power going. And I feel like there's a little bit too much, um, um front-ended um in ninth edition I, I think it is
0: not i think some people think that's some
1: yet there's also this complexity the complexity
0: shifted so next topic um best and worst keywords in ninth i'm gonna start off does could anyone within the in two seconds tell me what defensible means
2: <laughs> the, the no. keyword at that so you it. It. can set the defense or uh the five up overwatch
0: you you get the gold star for the for this episode player right here <laughs>
1: uh best keyword is blood angels so wow <laughs> nice. Just also, drop fly was easily the best keyword in eighth edition wasn't it yeah yeah hands down right. there was no real competition what, what do you reckon's the best one in ninth dustin infantry hands down, uh, down we had <laughs> not we even had, in the competition. No, I don't think there is. But there, I think there's a. I think second and third are hotly contested. Because I think bodyguard is one of the second best. Bodyguard
2: players. is very good. Yes, good. bodyguard,
1: and I think fly is still fly is still up there. It's Paul, maybe you, not the best, play, but it's still. How how big is fly now for your like Sangard, your, your, your stuff? I mean, it was huge before, but is it still as relevant? Yeah, no, it is. So it's it's not quite
0: as relevant because of the way that the the charge interacts and and, and things like that. But it that it's very big because it allows you to play a similar game. Like one of the reasons that Drukari are so strong is because they could just simply fly over things when it was appropriate to do so. Mm. Uh, and and that is and you can you can blank some of your opponent's turns because you get to ignore things. And so anything that allows you get to ignore something that other things, other models, other armies, other things don't, I think it really spikes it towards the top. And so mm-hmm. I think that's, if I were to rank the keywords in importance, I would start with the ones that let you ignore the most things and fly is really
1: up there. Yeah. Well, you perfectly said, man, because that's raising reason infantry so good because you get to ignore terrain. Yeah. So exactly. that whole ignore thing, I think, spot on. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Blood Angels. And, so. and Obviously. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so we, you're
0: right. That was a pretty good thing. So d- does 9th need more or fewer FA?
1: Adam, we'll start with you on that one. Uh, needs more to my mind. Uh, I, I don't know what's changed at GW. I don't know what's all been altered, but their amount of interaction they're having with the community uh, from a rules point of view has dropped off like uh, a cliff. Um, the the amount of time we're waiting for rules updates and for things to to alter or change is really really gone down. And it shows that maybe there's been a paradigm shift. Maybe this is just the way things are going to be here on here ongoing. But the fact that how AdMac and the the FAQs they're bringing out for factions have been so lean, have been so lacking in in density or legitimate changing of metrics, um, leads well, me to believe well, that.
0: Well, could you well, could the, you necessitate? Can you say that they absolutely needed one, or do you just want a change in metrics? Well, are the rules yeah. getting tighter? Well, the, are you looking at FAQs as a as an errata or mm. as a clarification.
1: And the, this is a valid question, not a challenge, but a, I think a question. No, no, no. That's absolutely I'm very happy you said that as well because what we're seeing right now is the only way they're changing metrics, that they're changing the way uh units are played or in, deployed is by points. They're not changing the only really only real stuff they're actually changing in FAQs is the really dumb things like the eternal attacks uh succubus and stuff like that. Stuff that's obviously erroneous and not as intended is getting removed. But apart from that, like like chickens losing the core keyword as being the, the biggest <laughs> change. And that didn't change them hugely. Isn't it, Dustin, what you think? I, it's not
2: necessarily that it needs more or less per se. I think it needs to just be consistent. Like it needs to be two weeks after the codex uh, every time. And then the same six months, six months. So we at least know when to expect it. Because when it's inconsistent, we don't know all the time for sure if we can yeah. bring a bring an army, bring a certain unit without it getting fact in time or if we're painting it up like the hobby leg like, hurts us in that sense, right? If it's yeah. consistent, then we, they're
1: ready for it. I think... Well, right? we're go still ahead. waiting on a Sussis FAQ, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
2: And we're going to be waiting a long time for an Orc FAQ because we have to wait for the Codex. <laughs> yeah, Codex Orcs is right. out. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, here we go. go. Next topic. Worst ally in the 40K universe. And this is interesting. Do you mean like uh Worst caliber of ally. That's worst question too. people that have allied together was the I worst buddy it, cop. I, know, left open, I
1: left it open. I left it open ended as I possibly could because I wanted to see I mean, what you guys made of it. And well, I'll direct this one. I want Paul your an answer first. This was the worst
0: ally first. in the yeah. entire Warhammer forty thousand universe is the Necrons. Why? Well, because of this little situation that happened on Ball
1: one time. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs>
0: Personal. Exp- There's a personal story there, I think.
1: <laughs> you know, I actually as- thought, when, when you said Necrons, I thought you were going to say Star Gods, because oh. the Star Gods were a horrific ally for the Necron tier. Just jerks. Absolute bastards. <laughs> Dustin, you got a response?
2: Uh, the absolute worst ally, somebody like the people, the guys that I wouldn't want to be standing next to on the field is the way I yeah. kind of look at it, would be orcs, because they're just going to punch you in the face if so they get bored. So, I mean, they, they would be the worst to me. If you can stay separated from them, so you're just like, okay, we're going to fight these guys. We'll stand over here. And then we're going to fight these guys together, okay? Then let, let them go to their own devices. They'd be okay. But the moment you're fighting beside them, you're fighting them.
1: Hmm. So I'm surprised neither of you guys said Nids. I thought Nids was like the obvious answer. Just like, I, w- I would love I to ally with Nids. I could hang can out you? with a Nid. I'd know. hang out with them, go drinking with them, drink, so guys, drink some
2: biomass together at the bar. <laughs>
1: just have some shots of biomass <laughs> with like a uh a, a tuned prime and he just gives you a high five So good battle old chum and uh, I'm like, hey where's that what's exactly that other arm coming player. from oh, i guess we got yeah. those now i guess we i'm got a those. magical <laughs> player too man i'll grow those out i'm trying to i'm trying to uh, uh as a guardsman as a guard player i think inquisition's up there someone in such a said inquisition mm. because you know what nothing good comes from that yeah they're sending you. To, they're sending you somewhere horrible, and either the enemy's going to kill you, or they're going to wipe your brain, or kill you afterwards. It's, it's bad go. time.
0: Okay, he, this is an interesting. One. Did the Emperor plan it all? I've actually I've been thinking about this since I kind of got a, a spoiler for that we're going to talk about this. But I want to start, uh, Dustin. What do you think?
2: Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. He planned it all. The simple simple answer is he he wouldn't. He would be dead if he didn't.
0: Oh, well, he could be dead now, for all we know. He's not but, dead. He's so, not dead. <laughs> what, what I think is the Emperor is the ultimate like analy- analyzer of the state of play. Mm-hmm. So when, and I don't want to give any spoilers, right? Because there are some things that I think happened that the Emperor did not plan. The moment they happened, his plan instantly changed. Uh, and so he could adapt and and basically try to overcome until the point where we end up Putting him where he is now on the golden throne, because that was the final play. That was the play that had to be made. Sanguinius did enable all of that, and is the one that uh, that that, that, <laughs> that allowed the emperor to do that. Uh, now, you know, personal but, feelings coming in, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the emperor, while he, I don't think he planned it all, I think he was the ultimate reactor. To everything when it when it happened, what the thing, mm-hmm. the events that did occur, uh, that then enabled him to whatever change that plan. So it was always the perfect plan at the at the moment that things changed.
1: So Digier in the chat has just pointed out the emperor is the real zinch. The emperor is the real, the real mm. justice planned according to Paul. Everything justice <laughs> planned. So I I I swing like a pendulum on this whether the emperor knew exactly what was going to happen or not. The way he treated some of the I'm listening to a lot of the Primarch books. The way he treated some of the Primarchs, you're like, how the hell did he think these guys weren't going to turn? Mm-hmm. Like Con, <laughs> yeah. Conrad Angron purdy like how like how did he not see this coming how could he possibly not see this coming being the master strategist and analyst as paul said um but at the same time there's no way he saw the webway project going the way it did. There's no way he saw what Magnus, what occurred with Magnus. There's no way he predicted that. And so that plays into pretty much what Paul said. Like he's just a constantly adapting, ever-moving um, target and he's always, always trying to be on the go with his plans. But yeah, I I can't, I can't, I honestly think he did, but not for the outcome, not the outcome that, uh, that ended up occurring. Look,
0: that's our show, folks. That's the end of the Fuego Rapido. That's our en- the end of our tournament rundown. This has been awesome. A lot of activity in the chat. Thanks for folks that are joining us live. If you are joining us uh, on a podcast aggregator, please, uh, in the future, uh, you know, like, share, subscribe, uh, leave a five-star review. As I mentioned in the beginning of the show, that's, that's a, a cool way to interact. Kind of has a free way to interact. Leave some comments in, in the YouTube. Let us know the some events that did you that you'd like us to cover because we do. We mm-hmm. pick you know some of the big ones happen over the weekend. If uh, you are going to an event that, that you know it's over that fifty player, you know whatever, uh, let us know in some comments
1: and, and we'll try to cover it on the show and maybe even pick out your list. Who knows, man? We love we love giving fan service on this thing. The Frontline Gaming Network's all about the community. It's always been about the community. And so anytime we can interact with you guys, we always love to. Wolf Priest Carl in the chat. Uh, Magnus, it's his fault. Lots of exclamation marks. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly doesn't have an axe to grind. It's, uh, no, it's, definitely uh... not. And, and you, you definitely don't have any bias or agenda either, Paul. 100%. Definitely not. Uh...
0: Oh, sir, it's been a pleasure talking with y'all Does Thanks again for jumping in, uh, in the last minute and, and hanging out with us. It's a pleasure. Gentlemen, Rich, behind the scene, uh, Frontline Gaming Network. Thanks for letting us be on. We will see y'all
1: next week. See you then, guys.
2: Pleasure, guys. See ya.